After debuting the Vision Pro, Apple is working on finishing up the device's software, expanding testing, and finalizing the rollout strategy. But it has plenty of other pressing businesses at hand, looking at the next iPhones, iPads, Apple Watches, Macs, and more. Now that Apple has debuted the Vision Pro, the necessary work to actually bring the product to market can begin. Not just that, by the end of the year 23 and the first half of 24, we're going to see at least 15 new products coming from Apple. This is a personal best for Apple as well, because I mean, 15 new products in a year's time is so many products to look at. That is what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Hello and welcome to the iGeeks blog show. I'm your host Ashanki. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about every new product launch, alleged product launch, in the year 23 and 24. If you're not connected with us on our social media channels, please do follow us. We're available everywhere as iGeeks blog. And if you want to connect with me, just hit me up on Instagram, Ashanki with an extra I. If you want all of this information in written format, don't forget to check out our app. Link is in the description. Now that Apple has debuted the Vision Pro, the necessary work to actually bring the product to market can begin. At the same time, the company has its existing product lineup to worry about. So, Apple is now shifting some of its focus to prepare the next state of iPhones, iPads, Mac, and watches. The Vision Pro hardware shown at the Worldwide Developers Conference earlier this month is essentially the complete device that Apple intends to ship next year. The software, on the other hand, has a long way to go, according to people inside Apple who are familiar with the project. The company's 30-minute demonstrations of the Vision Pro for select members of the media and more recently developers and financial analysts showcased the most polished part of the operating system. But in-air typing and many user interface elements aren't ready yet. And Apple yet still needs to finish adapting its core iPad apps for the new Vision OS. There's plenty of work left to do, even on the rollout strategy. And how the headset will support third-party apps, 3D video content, and the eyesight feature for showing others your eyes during use. Apple also has to fine-tune how the device works with prescription lenses and, most importantly, ensure that the headset is comfortable to wear. Now that Apple has finally gone public with the device, it's roping in thousands of additional employees to figure all that out. Testing and availability of the hardware, along with other studies, have already explained internally. While Apple still only allowing the most senior engineers and executives to bring the product home, that is also expected to change soon. And next month, the company plans to start allowing select developers to go hands-on with the device to help them create apps. Developers of Apple's core iOS and iPadOS apps, meanwhile, are starting work on new versions of the Vision OS. Apple only showed off a fraction of its Vision OS app during the month's presentation because of new versions of Calendar, Maps, Books, Mails, and others that aren't finished yet. Some observers at WWDC noticed the eyesight feature wasn't functional at the time of demo hardware. That stemmed partly from a desire for secrecy. The feature, which helps differentiate the headset from rival models, is one of the most locked down aspects of the project. Now, Apple can expand the number of engineers working on it to ensure that the technology is fully functional for the next year's official launch. With more people testing the headset, its shortcomings are coming under great scrutiny. Many users are finding that the metal frame device feels too heavy after a couple hours of continuous use. 
Some also say that they have experienced motion sickness, but on a more minor scale than with the complete headsets. To address the weight issue, Apple has developed a second strap that goes over a wearer's head. But the company is considering selling that strap as an extra accessory rather than including it in the box. To market the device, Apple is planning to create new areas, but with its retail stores for demonstrations. The spaces will also let buyers choose the correctly sized bands and light seal, which keeps outside light from getting into the headset. The company is considering initially requiring appointments for purchases, something it did with the original Apple Watch in 2015. Apple has developed an iPhone app to scan customers' faces to help determine the correct size of the light seal. The company will issue that app to its retail stores for the purchase process and could also generate it as an app to consumers who are shopping online. The Vision Pro is slated to go on sale in early 2024, though early in Apple's view could mean any time until May. Sooner would definitely be better because Apple risks releasing the Vision Pro, which uses an M2 chip around the same time as new Macs with M3 processors. It may appear odd to consumers that the $3,500 Vision Pro's chip is inferior to those in cheaper 2024 Macs. Apple is already looking ahead to the next headset models. It has shifted some employees working on the original Vision Pro to newer versions, a second-generation high-end model and a lower-end headset. Before the Vision Pro announcement, there were a list of features that couldn't make the final cut but would be seen in the second generation. The ability to show multiple Mac desktop screens and connected wirelessly to a Vision Pro. The first version only supports one desktop at a time. The ability for multiple Vision Pro users in a several-person FaceTime conference to use the personas. The realistic VR version of a wearer based on the face scan. The first version will only support one-to-one chats with personas. Fitness Plus and the ability to work out while wearing the headset with virtual fitness content. But let's get back to Apple's existing product categories. The company is focused on several key updates for the second half of the year and the first half of 2024. In addition to the iPhone 15 lineup this fall, there will be two Apple Watch 9 series models and an updated version of the Ultra. The watches are codenamed N207, N208 and N210. Other products may come later. An M13-inch MacBook Pro, which is codenamed as J504, M3 Pro, an M3 Max 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pros, codenamed J514 and J516. Apple's M3 is expected to take the baton from its M2 series, which now powers 8 Apple devices, including the MacBook Air and iPad Pro 12.9. But what exactly is this new chip bring when it lands later this year, according to the latest rumors? After all, the M2 series has already blazing fast. If you buy a new Mac today, whether that's a MacBook Air or a Mac Mini, or the best Mac chip around is based on the M2 series. Those speedy chips offer eye-watering specs like 100 GB per second of memory bandwidth and up to 24 GB of RAM. And that's just the base model. Before we get into the M2 Pro and M2 Max territory, and long before we consider as yet unreleased M2 Ultra, the impressive performance apparently won't slow down the arrival of the M3 chip. We're expecting to see the M3 arrive in Max later this year. But which Max will it beat at the heart of? While we don't have all the answers to the question just yet, we're not completely in the dark either. It's fair to say that Apple's transition away from Intel to its own silicon, which started with M1, has gone so damn well. Here's everything 
we know so far about the next installment in the series, M3. Now, it's often difficult to predict exactly what Apple will do, thanks to the company's famous veil of secrecy. But that doesn't mean we don't have a few tidbits to go on. Those tidbits suggest that while M2 was a relatively minor upgrade over the M1, a much more notable improvement will come with the arrival of M3. And with that, we can expect performance upgrades and better power management. All things considered, M3 is already shaping up to be the upgrade we didn't really get with the M2. Bloomberg's well-connected Mark Gurman has already suggested that the M2 was just a stopgap solution for Apple, adding that M3 chips will be better performing upgrades. Earlier, rumors suggested that M3 chip could debut in the upcoming 15-inch MacBook Air. But with that laptop announced at 2023, that now isn't thought to be the case after all with Apple choosing to go with M2. Right now, the current wisdom is that M3 chip will arrive inside a new 2023 Mac later in 2023 at best with analyst Minchigo suggesting that mass production could begin in the second half of the year. As for what Mac will receive the M3, Gurman has already pointed the fingers at the 24-inch iMac. Apple's all-in-one currently ships with the M1, and he believes it will skip the M2 entirely. As for when that will happen, Gurman has suggested a launch in late 2023 or early 2024 could be on the cards. That could perhaps jive well with Quo's mass production estimates. Assuming that iMac would be the first outing for M3, of course. That's something that we don't know for certain at this point. Apple, of course, won't sell the M3 as a standalone product because Macs and their chips simply can't be upgraded that way. They're all far too integrated for that. That means the pricing for the M3 is essentially non-existent and whatever Macs do sport an M3 in the future will likely replace the M2 or M1-powered counterparts at the same price point. That being said, the current global economic situation and fluctuating currencies could mean some price increases in specific territories. Whether that comes down to the M3 specifically, however, we might never know. Assuming Apple's previous prices hold true, getting into an M3 will likely cost around $1,200 or 1250 euros if you're buying a refreshed 13-inch MacBook Air. There could also be a 13-inch MacBook Pro with the same chip priced around $1,300 or €1,299. Euros. The wildcard here is that Mac Mini, a machine that now sells an M2 for $599. But when Apple will refresh this particular model, it's hard to guess given its previous release cadence. The Mac Mini is also very different from an Apple laptop, of course. It's difficult to know exactly what the M3 chips will offer, but there are some assumptions they can make based on the previous reports. At the top of the list is the fact that these will be the first Mac chips reported by TSMC's 3 nanometer manufacturing process. Some reports have it skipping that entirely and going on with the newer N3e process instead, but time will tell. If those reports are accurate, we can likely expect even better power management and as a result, longer battery life. It isn't as if Apple's current portable lineup suffers in that regard, making the M3 all the more exciting. In terms of performance, we'll know more when the chips are actually confirmed. However, some expect higher-end M3 chips to have up to 40 CPU cores. To put that into perspective, the current highest spec chip is the M2 Max with a comparatively paltry 12 CPU cores. As for versions, we would likely expect Apple to ship a base model M3 followed by M3 Pro and M3 Max options for its high-end laptops. Then, M3 Ultra chips, likely effective M3 Max chips bonded together, will no doubt be offered as a refreshed Mac Studio and Mac Pro and should have things ever happen. None of these is guaranteed, however. The Mac Studio still hasn't been refreshed since its introduction, and there is no M2 Ultra to speak of. And the MacBook Pro? That's anyone's guess. 
it's the last Mac to run Intel chips and because just as likely use M2 Ultra chips as wait for the M3 Ultra. The only thing we do not know about the Mac Pro right now is we probably wouldn't suggest that anyone buys one until Apple's silicon transition is finally complete. New iMacs, codenamed J433 and J434, with 24-inch screens, like all the current models. Company is also conducting early work on an iMac with a screen over 30 inches, is what we have read. New MacBook Air models, revamped iPad Pros, new iPad Air. There are also few products in early development, including a third-generation version of the AirPods Pro, and new home equipment such as smart displays, as well as Apple TV setup box with improved specifications. The next generation of the headsets would probably won't begin arriving until 2025, but there will be a lot of new Apple devices to talk about until then. Apple's Vision OS software development kit arrives alongside new iOS, iPadOS, watchOS, macOS, and tvOS betas. A few weeks after debuting the Vision Pro, Apple has now released the device's first SDK, or software development kit. Developers have been pouring through the kit, as well as Vision OS Simulator for the Mac. In addition to the Vision OS SDK, the second beta versions of iOS, iPadOS, watchOS, macOS, and tvOS also arrived the past week. Changes are slim, other than support for the new macOS screensavers, like a moving image of Yosemite to the Grand Canyon, and a performance cleanup for iOS 17. This is all I know about the upcoming product launches in 2023 and 24. Some of them look iffy, but you know, rather than being excited for the new products, the one thing that really keeps me awake at night, it's not M3 for sure. It's not the Vision Pro. It is a new goddamn iPhone. I mean, iPhone 14 series was, let's just say I was not jumping on my bed looking at the 14 series. I'm expecting a lot of things from iPhone 15. And now that we are literally months away, weeks away from the official launch, I would really like to see what is coming up. Which is one product that keeps you awake at night. Do let us know by connecting with us on our social media channels. You're available everywhere as iGeeks blog. And if you want to connect with me in person, just hit me up on Instagram, Hashanki with an extra I. I'm going to see you guys next week with more exciting content, hopefully testing a product or a rumor. So stay tuned and keep listening to the iGeeks blog show. This is Hashanki signing off. Sayonara.